Good to be here to share God's Word with you. We are in a sermon series on relationships, and last week was relationships with friends, and this week is relationships with not friends, with people that are antagonistic. You might call them enemies. It's kind of a, an antithetical thought in our head, relationship with an enemy, but that's exactly what God wants us to do, is to, in our mind, to have a God-centered relationship with them. So to get us started, I want to tell you about uh, this app I discovered that was already on my phone. I think one of my boys put it on there. I was away from home and I wanted to measure something and so I started rummaging around my pickup truck for a tape measure and I couldn't find it. So I thought, I'll just have to wait and do it another day. And about three days later, I was looking up the different apps on my phone because I got this signal that said it's full, my phone is full, right? And I can't take pictures, and you know how I like to take pictures. So I started thinking, what apps can I remove? And there was one that said measure. I said, what is that? You know? So I clicked on that, and this app came up. And uh, you can like pick a point right there at that post and draw a line over to that post, and it's five feet on your phone. <laughs> Did you know they had an app for that? I could have measured that thing when I was away from home and I, did, I was in my phone. I had it all along, right? There's an app for that. That's kind of a saying, isn't it? There's an app for that. And if there isn't, somebody's going to make a lot of money making an app for that, whatever it is, right? I, I think about this when I think about Christians, us Christians dealing with antagonists, enemies, insults, hurts that people cause us. I just want to say to us, there's an app for that. It's God's app. And if you can see the little app on that picture on the screen at the bottom, it's called grace. But when you are, like, if you came to, the, you know, who comes to a children's message and has our vicar insult them? I mean, that must, that little kid must have been, like, surprised. Your first thought is, this is a, this is terrible. I come to church with the shirt on. You know, I, I, this happens at my house all the time. I put a shirt on. My wife says, you're not wearing that. So you put the butt. But it, when you first get that, 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 that insult from someone or that hurt from someone, you, your, your first response is usually not your best response. And that's why we have God's word. That's why we have truth. That's why we have love. That's why we have insight. That's why we have today relationships with enemies. So we can stop, slow down, and say, I, I heard a sermon once about there's an app for this, and the app is called Grace. And who would be better to teach us than God? And humanly speaking, who would be better to teach us about this than Peter, who didn't naturally like giving grace to people? Remember when he came to Jesus and asked the question, how many times does my brother sin against me and I have to forgive him? Seven times? And Jesus said 70 times seven. Remember in the Garden of, of Gethsemane? Who was it that drew his sword? Peter, right? Let's get him back. Let's, let's defend the Savior. So naturally, he was like all of us. But spiritually, because of what God had done in his life, the Holy Spirit, He's inspired to teach us. And he wrote a letter to suffering Christians called 1 Peter. It's really the owner's manual for people suffering at the hands of enemies. 1 Peter. 
There's a whole lot there, but we're just going to look at a section in 1 Peter chapter 3 for the app on what to do with an enemy, and it's how to show grace to them. And in this little section of Peter, he quotes, he actually quotes Psalm 34, and there's really two big ideas. And you see, I mean, you know me well, you see if I can actually preach just two points. But the first one is, is that with the grace app, when you're dealing with an enemy, you get God's blessing. You know, when, you, when you're affected by somebody through an insult or a criticism, they cut you off in traffic's very small, or something really harsh that they do to you, your first thought is, I, I just got, my life just got negatively affected. I'm a loser. I mean, I, that's not fair. But actually, it's an opportunity to get God's blessing. Did you hear me? It's an ap- opportunity to get God's blessing in learning how to use his app for an enemy. And he's watching us, and he wants to bless us. And that's what Peter is saying. So let's read the passage. I'll, uh, I'll read it to you. It's first half. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Now, whenever you see a little word for, you might ask, what's the next words? That, what are they there for, right? This is Peter's doing what I'm doing today. I'm reading a passage. He's going to quote a passage from the Old Testament to prove what he just said. Okay? So remember, what he just said was, God has called you to be to not return an insult back to someone, but actually a blessing when they insult you, so that you might inherit a blessing. Now here's the quote. Whoever would love life and see good days, they would want their life to go well. They must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are watching on the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. When you get hurt by someone, your thought is, yeah, they're the evil person, Lord. Your face should be against them. But what Peter is saying is, if you get even, you just became evil like them. So there really isn't any giving e- getting even. It's actually both going down into the pit. And he's taking us to that other place in our thinking. It's not natural. We, we tend to first think in our sinful nature like an atheist without a God in the picture. But God is watching, right? And he's looking to see that you would react with an unconditional love for the person that hurt you or insulted you. And... He'll hold us accountable to do that as his children. He wants us to react kindly, even in the face of an insult. And it says, you were called to this that you might inherit a blessing. Wait a minute, Reverend, I thought it was all by grace. You don't don't get something for what you do. Well, Peter said, you were called to this that you might inherit a blessing. He does use the word 
inherit, though, doesn't he? A little bit different than the word earned. So inheritance brings you into kind of the family metaphor. I'm already a, a member of my family. I grew up in a home with a mom and a dad and five siblings. Believe me, there were plenty of antagonistic moments in the home. And no matter how we acted or reacted, we were never booted out of the family. We were already in the family, already loved and accepted, brought in by biology and by God. But I might not get a certain blessing from my parents if while we were in, I was in a scrap with one of my brothers, I was just as in the wrong in getting them back, right? And it really, in my family, it really didn't matter who hit who first. If you hit them back, you were just as culpable as hitting them first. And we lost privileges if we got in fistfights. We maybe didn't get to go to the certain place we wanted to go. We were all planning to go, right? We didn't get the blessing of a happy relationship with our brother or sister while we were part of the problem. But you turn it around, and one of us dawned on us, and I can remember moments meeting halfway between bedrooms in the hallway upstairs. I'm sorry, I forgive you. And I remember how happy it was after that. And I remember how happy the home was and the blessings that came from that. The blessing of the approval and favor of my parents who wanted everybody to get along, the blessing of the relationship with a brother and the support and the encouragement and friendship, right? But somebody had to go first, not in hitting, but in being kind and loving. And God's looking down on us and we are the redeemed children of God in his family. And he's got a whole bunch of lost people that he wants to bring into the family and they go and insult us and instead we just insult them back or hurt them back or total avoidance. Just keep your head low, get away from them, give them distance and everybody will be fine. Nope, that's not, that's not giving a blessing. What God is saying is with the Grace app, give them a blessing. So what does that look like? Well, being generic, doing good things for them. Actually, instead of avoiding, thinking prayerfully, how could I do a good deed for them? Maybe it's watching for an opportunity to serve where they'll have a need which will blow their mind because they know that the last exchange between the two of you was a rough one, right? where you can pick up the slack at work for them or you can help them if it's a family member, a neighbor, a friend. Saying good things to them and even showing them what Jesus is like. See, we have this feeling, this thought, that uh, if something bad happens to us from another person, this is a total aberration on my happiness. I mean, I had this plan to just be living a happy life, and then this person comes along and ruins my day. And this is a bad thing. And so we try to live down what happened. We might go all day long trying to think, about, think ourselves out of being upset and mad about that. But actually, God says don't try to live it down. 
He says to live up to it. Live up to the bad thing that happened. You can hit that next slide. Okay. This is what, this is what Peter says. He says, in, in, if you, first he, the first point, you'll get a blessing from God. And there'll be so many blessings that he will give you because he's watching. Now he says, now I want to show you what your goal is, how to live up to an insult, how to live up to a hurt. Your goal is to bring the person to God, to meet God's love, to meet God's unconditional grace in the way that you treat them and not to be keeping score. And this is how Peter says it, not how I say it. Who is going to harm you if you're eager to do what is good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, because that's what happens, right? You are blessed. You go, no, I'm not. It's a bad day. He says, no, you're blessed. Do not fear their threats. These people had a lot bigger problems than we do in society. They were being persecuted for being believers. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. He's watching over the whole thing. He guided, he let it happen. He's got a plan for you to bless that person and to save their soul, to bring them to God. He said, set, a, set apart that Christ that saved your soul through his unconditional love, and now you be the conduit for his unconditional love to get to the person. Always be prepared to get even. No, I got your attention back, didn't I? Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For, here's your big four, for Christ also suffered once for sins. Think of his life, his passion, death on the cross for you. Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. Everybody read the last phrase with me. To bring you to God. Christ did all of that to bring us to God. That's why he did it. Then why do you be nice to the bad folks? To bring, come on, say it. See, I'll preach shorter if I know you get it. So, to bring them to God. It's an opportunity, not an aberration. It's even, if, I, if you will, planned by the Lord you set aside in your heart over your life. Right? There, this, this is a chance to show the love of Christ that he showed you. Do you remember a moment or some moments? Now, you can leave that slide up. Some moments or a moment when it really deeply dawned on you that you were the one that Jesus had to die for because you're a sinner. So in a sense, you've killed him with your sins. And, and it deeply dawned on you that he did it anyway because he loves you. And the thought that you insulted him but he loved you makes you believe in him and love him because you're confronted with him. And you may have seen it also in a Christian person in your life, the same kind of attitude. Well, that's what converted you, the kindness and love of God. And you're a thinking person. So in the face of your insults, you're saying, but God is so gracious. Even today, you're thinking, God is so gracious to me, even though I still sin daily, right? Get it. Unbelievers don't know that. 
They don't know the grace of God. They only know the law of God written in their heart and the dog-eat-dog, get-even, eye-for-an-eye, tooth-for-a-tooth world. And they know when they hurt you and insult you that they know that they did that. Not everybody's of the same self-awareness, but they're humans, they're alive, they're thinking. And when you come back with kindness and you come back with love and you serve them, it's amazingly powerful. And, it's, and it works in the heart and the mind where you can't see it after you've done the deed and you're gone. And it works on them and works on them. And they kind of go at first, what was that? Because they're used to retaliation or retribution, right? And they go, what was that? And then they start, if you're in a relationship like work or family or neighbors, they start watching. See, what was that? Was that real? Was that just a bleep in their life? Or is that real? And then what is that about? And so that's what he means by be ready and be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have because you're different. And they're going to be noticing and watching and you're going to have opportunities come from that. And when you do, there's the guy walking. You bring them like the Pied Piper right to God. And you say, this all comes from God. It comes from Christ because he did it for us. I did it for you. And that's when your life is the music that draws them in so that the words to the music you can share and they can learn about Jesus. Think of the many, just for a moment, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm trying to make you think honestly. Think about the many opportunities you have missed because you either duck tail and ran and avoided or you got even. Well, okay, you're forgiven. But you're still alive and you've got a beating heart and there's still people all around us and it's going to happen again. So forget that. Christ took care of that. What are you going to do now? Right? In this area about relationships with our enemies, I would say more than others, it's very important to realize that God lets you co-author your story. See, she likes that. He lets you co-author your story. See, here's another thing. Often we feel like we're a victim and we play the victim. And we feel like we don't like the way God and other people are writing our story. But when you have the Christ as your app, you have Grace app in you, you get to, you get to author with God your story. You don't get to write all of it. You're a co-author with him. That's sanctification. You work with him. But you get to co-author it. And the story can be amazingly powerful for other people that are watching. The living story right now or the looking back story. There's a lot of... You've read books that were co-authored, right? Lots of times an expert joins uh, someone who has a deep experience and they maybe it's an expert writer or an expert in a field and they write a book together. One particular book that was co-authored by two fellows that I'll never forget is called, and I was gonna, I thought of this later in developing these slides so it's not up on the slide, but the title of the book is called A Same Kind of Different as Me. A Same Kind of Different as Me. It's written by a Caucasian man from Fort Worth, 
and an African-American man from Fort Worth. The African-American man was a regular client at the food kitchen to get soup and clothes and shoes. And the Caucasian guy was drugged to that soup kitchen by his loving wife who loved the community and said, we're going to go do this for the community. I'm not going to, if you want to go read the book, I'm not going to blow it for you. I was about to, but I'm not. So these two men, the, the, the African-American man was very angry for the life that he lived on the street. And over time, he was warmed by the Christian love of the wife of the Caucasian man. And the wife, working in the soup kitchen, won him over, even though he hurt and insulted them often. Remember the story today? Loving your enemies? She was using the Grace app. Well, her husband and this man learned a tremendous amount about God from her. And so later, they got together, and now friends, and they wrote the story. And I'm telling you the story because they co-authored it, because they used the Grace app, because they believed God and something big came out of it. You see, it's a big deal when you love an enemy, when you don't repay insult for insult. It's not a big deal to get even. Any little peon, spiritually speaking, can do that. But it's a big deal when you rise above and you love someone, and it creates a story. Whether it ever makes an imprint or not is not my point. But my point is, I want to get you excited and interested. God is giving you an opportunity with His grace app. He's giving you an opportunity to co-author your life. You don't have to play the victim. Because grace is God's app for enemies. And it's not so much that God would want you or I want you to measure your relationship with enemies. Because really what you're doing is making them your friends, right? And making them God's friends. It's just that you would learn in this sermon about relationship with enemies to use the Grace app. Amen.